0: This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Two big headlines out of New York this week with one thing in common. Rent stabilization laws that are destabilizing the value of multifamilies. One of those stories is about the sale of two multi-million dollar properties for less than half of the purchase price. The other story is about New York Community Bank, which suffered a downgrade to junk because of commercial loan losses including multifamily properties that are sinking in value. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We've heard a lot about the impact of high interest rates on loans for unprofitable office buildings, but this story highlights the negative impact of rent stabilization laws. The headline that caught my eye in The Real Deal read, quote, Another rent-stabilized haircut, this time with shears, unquote. The investment firm Bental Green Oak unloaded two properties in Upper Manhattan for just $31 million. That's 64% less than the purchase price of $85 million. As you may know, the value of rent-stabilized buildings has been declining since New York's Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act of 2019. Those laws created strict caps on rents that have not kept up with the cost of running a rental business from maintenance and repairs to higher interest rates on adjustable-rate commercial real estate loans. It's been a big enough hit to convince some owners to sell at a huge discount. Some parts of New York City are experiencing more of a decline in multifamily values than others. The Real Deal reports that Manhattan properties above 96th Street have been hit the hardest. They've fallen on average 51% from the peak. The two that Bental Green Oak just sold are very close to that area. Citywide, the average decline is around 18%, which is also significant. So, you might wonder why anyone would want to buy those properties. Some brokers claim that the firms buying them are expecting that rent laws will change at some point. They also say that it's possible to make a modest profit in the meantime, if there aren't any major repairs. In fact, Aya Acquisitions has purchased several rent-regulated properties in recent years. Aya founder, Amir Shriki, told one news outlet that his firm planned to hold the properties for at least 10 years. So what's that got to do with New York Community Bank? Well, New York Community Bank is now on shaky ground because of its portfolio of commercial real estate loans, including multifamily. Over the last few days, the headlines have read, New York Community Bank's Troubles Threaten a New Crisis and NYCB raises capital for residential mortgage portfolio amid market turmoil. It began when the bank announced unexpected losses, many times more than analysts expected. It also slashed its dividend by 71%, which is a big red flag for stock investors. That rattled the stock market, and shares for regional banks slid as well. NYCB's shares were down 14% when the news first hit. Executives then attempted to reassure investors about financial stability, and the stock bounced back somewhat. But after the bank failures last March, investors are still skittish. Silicon Valley Bank was the first to go. Signature Bank also bit the dust. And one piece of irony in this story, New York Community Bank was considered a winner in the last banking upheaval as the bank that acquired the assets of Signature Bank. There's quite a domino effect when any one piece of our financial system derails in some way. We've been talking about how the pandemic led to a remote work revolution, leaving office space in limbo along with those loans. But we're seeing a new crack in the commercial real estate egg, the impact of rent regulation, New York being the biggest victim so far. As Ben Emmons at New Edge Wealth commented in a CNBC story, quote, people thought that office spaces were where the stress is. Now we're dealing with rent control properties in New York City, unquote. Well, that's it for today. You can read more about this two-headed monster by following links to the article in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. And when you're there, you can sign up for free as a Real Wealth member for more information on how to invest in single-family homes outside of New York. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.